welcome to this presentation of Bethel Family Church. We hope you enjoy listening and that it helps you to grow closer to Jesus. As you can see, my first slide says God-coloured glasses. What is our purpose as a church? Yeah, to reach out to the community. Our calling as Christians is to go out and make disciples of all nations, baptising them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. The purpose for us is to share what we have with other people because we have something that other people don't. We have freedom, we have love, we have salvation and when we have Jesus in us, we have eternal life, right? That is what our purpose is, is to share that with other people. Evangelism is one of our very churchy terms we use, isn't it? Evangelism means going out and telling other people about God. I love to do this. Like, this is one of my passionate things to do. I make Caleb really nervous sometimes. You know, like, he's the introvert and I'm the extrovert. And um, I know when I was at school, I used to, like, tell all my friends about God if they didn't know about him, like, any opportunity, and I'd pray with people and that kind of thing. And so as I married Caleb and we started doing things together, I remember there was this one situation we had a builder who knew our family. So Caleb's dad, Daryl, recommended him and he did work for him. And so he came to, to line our rumpus room or to line our shed to make it a rumpus room. And so because I already knew he knew Daryl, he'd probably already, you know, shared the word with him and that kind of thing. And he stayed at our house to do this job. So one night at dinner, I start sort of, you know, the conversation kind of gets there to God stuff, as it always does with me. And, <laughs> and I can see out of the corner of my eye Caleb getting really nervous. Like, what is she going to say next? Is she going to scare this guy off? Like, <laughs> but in the end, you know, like I shared, the, shared Jesus with him. I don't think that, you know, in the end much come of, come of that for right now. But I don't know if you've ever heard, but people, one of the seminars I went to at Banyara years ago with Ken Fish was that people need to hear the gospel about five times before they want to make a decision. And so I look at that as, well, I was another person in that place. And so, like, yeah, that's, it's, it's something I get really excited about. I just wanted to tell you that story. Anyway, so I know that there are people here, people, you guys here have friends or family in your lives that don't know Jesus. And you think about them, you pray for them, and... Sometimes, if you're like me, find an opportunity to tell them, right? That we really, really want the people that we know to know him. But what about, but what about that person that you're keeping out of your life? The co-worker you really dislike? The person who stole from you? The person who bullied you? The person who abused you? What about those people? Does God want them in his kingdom? I know it's, it's, and this is one of the, the challenges that I have today is looking at things through our God-colored glasses. And I had to, Caleb chose this meme. Can you tell? It's Star Trek. Looking at the world through rose-colored glasses. Highly illogical. 
for the pessimist. <laughs> but when we look at this, when we look at the world and people through God-coloured glasses, it couldn't, can seem very highly illogical. As well, when God asks us to do things that are definitely out of our comfort zone. So I want to talk to you today about, as a church, that we're given the challenge to love and to pray for those people who are not on our favourites list. Are you feeling it? It's kind of gotten really quiet in here. I know, I know. And this is, I'm bringing this to you because this is something that God challenged me on. Yeah, you know, like he's challenged me on this time and time again. And, you know, there are people we dislike intensely. I I chose not to put the word hate there for you guys, but you might like to use that word. There are people who have wronged us. And there are people who just seem really evil. Now, I'm sure that you have heard sermons before about love. You know, the agape love and, the, you know, all the other names of love. It's okay, I'm not going to give you those definitions today, right? That's, I'm not, I'm not going to talk about that, but, and I'm sure that some of you have heard that in your church circles and, and, and stuff. But what I am going to talk, first of all, before I get into some of this other stuff about the people who we dislike intensely, right? Okay, I'm going to let you just take a breather, take a breath. You can let that one go for now, but I'm coming back to it. The very first thing that God's placed on my heart to talk about today is that he loves you. And I have used the word passionately. I've been um, reading in the, the Old Testament and really starting to see differently, with different eyes, of how passionately God loves his people. They, time and time again, walk away from him. They choose alcohol, prostitution. They, you know, like after God rescued them from the Egyptians and got them through the sea, parted the sea for them, and Moses went up the thing and they went, oh no, Moses isn't coming back, oh, la, la, la. Let's make a golden calf idol and talk to that. Like, they had just had all these miracles done. They'd been set free and they make a golden calf. <laughs> like, and, and they're praying, they pray to that. And they think that's going to answer them when they've just had God rescue them and talk to them. And, and, when you see that time and time again, over and over again, in every book of the Old Testament, like God is saying to his people, come back to me, come back to me if you don't. This is going to happen, this is going to happen, this is going to happen. And then the people repent and then they come back to him. And then like they go over and over again. Like I'm a counsellor going, ooh, look at that cycle. <laughs> you know, like, um, but God passionately loves his people. He kept, like, he didn't say, right, okay, that's it. You're done. Had enough. Did he? He kept saying, I'm going to save you. And he kept the plan to send Jesus. He sent Jesus to live 
and to die for us and to die for all of those things that those people kept on and us that we keep on turning our backs on him all the time. He loves us passionately. And, and I, I hope that when I share this next scripture, you don't just go, oh yeah, I know that one. But like, let's like go, let this one sink deep into your heart. For God so loved the world that he gave. He gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. This is a God who loves you passionately. He would do anything for you. You know, like we, we sing that song, Reckless Love, with, the, you know, the, the, he, will chase, he leaves the 99 to chase the one. You know, that, that scripture in the Bible, that is God. That is a God who loves you. Okay, no matter what you've done, no matter where you've been, he chases you. He wants you. No matter how many times you've turned your back on him and that you've chosen things that, you know, that hurt him, he still says, I want you. He doesn't turn his back on you. This is how passionately God loves you. Here's some scriptures for you. I haven't written them down. Ephesians 3.18, where God talks about how long and wide and deep and high his love is for us. It's unfathomable. I think about the universe when you're like, you can't, you know, you can see the stars. It's just like, you know, it, it, that's God's love. It's so far. It's so big. In Psalms 56.8, it says that he collects our tears. That he's with us in our sorrows. I mean, what kind of God does that? I mean, those of you who are parents, put your hands up if you go and collect your children's tears. <laughs> we don't do that, do we? How about counting the hairs on the person you love the most on their head? Have you ever tried to sit and count somebody's hairs? Has everyone, anyone tried to test that scripture? No? No? I've had children ask me to. <laughs> but not done it. But like... This is how much God knows you. This is how much he wants to know you. This is how much he loves you. He is passionate about you. That he even cares about how many hairs are on your head. We just care if it looks good. And that it's not sticking up when you're wearing a microphone. So then we come to what he asks of us. To love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. That this is the first and greatest commandment. And yet, we kind of got that. We know that God loves us. We've got that. This is what he asks us to do. And here is the next challenge. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. (laughs) You know where I'm going now, don't you? You know where I'm going, Fred. (laughs) Is your neighbor the your friend next to you yes your person who lives next door yes yeah person who you're sitting next to you know yes what about that person on your not favorites list (laughs) what about that person and he gives us this other commandment in matthew 5 44 
But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. And that one's hard. Sometimes like we say these things and yeah, 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 I'll pray for them. But like there's so much more to this. There is so much more to this. And when we get this, you'll see God do some amazing stuff in people's lives and in your life. Because he loves other people as passionately as he loves you. That person on your not favorites list, he knows how many hairs are on their head. He knows how many tears they've cried. The word of God says that he sets angels um, and he appoints angels to every single person. Does that mean he only appoints angels to people who believe in him? No. He is always at work, always sending his angels to bring people into the presence of God to bring them into to knowing who he is. I um, want to share with you, oh, I'll just share with you this, this little meme, just for fun. Yeah, I did. I wasn't going to have it in there and I thought, well, hey, hang on, this one's kind of cool because, you know, like, like, who wants to go out wearing those kind of glasses? Not many people, hey? You know, like, it's radical. It's radical. What I'm talking about today is radical kind of stuff. Is stuff that as a church that we're supposed to do, but is really hard. It is really hard. And sometimes I'm not only talking about the people on your not favourites list that are, you know, live somewhere else or in another country or, you know, in another city or town or um, who you work with, but also the people here in the church. Because people in the church have conflict. There are people in the church who don't like each other you can probably think of somebody now while you're sitting here (laughs) I know this is confronting this is challenging and this is the this is what God put on my heart so here you go God loves every single person in this room as much as he loves you so what does he want you to do about that From my own personal story, um, as a counsellor, I have found that, you know, I've sat with people and I've heard their stories. I hear people's pain. You know, their, their childhood abuse, the things that have really hurt them, the people that they grieve for because they've lost people that they love. You know, I've heard stories about childhood beatings, childhood rape, men and women who've talked about sexual abuse, being abandoned, family separation and affairs. And the th- it, it hurts my heart when I sit with people and I hear this stuff that these people are going through. And um, God gives me so much passion sometimes, you know, for for people and for what they're going through. And as a counsellor, you have to make sure you don't get too emotionally involved and sometimes you want to say, hey, come and live with me. Um, (laughs) Some of you who work in schools will know how that feels with kids. 
or in childcare and, and stuff like that. He's like, I want to save you. I'll, you know, come, come and I'll look after you. And God gives me a heart for people in that place. And I believe that, you know, not every person, literally almost none of the people who come to see me are, um, are believing God or are Christians. And so I just know that God has given me this purpose to, see, and to, to be able to pray for them outside of the room because I can't always do that inside of the room I will ask sometimes if you know people bring up God stuff then I'm like I you know I won't miss a beat I'm onto it you know like (laughs) kick in the evangelist um whilst trying to be very professional and um that's that's an interesting balance I can tell you that, that yeah um so you know people need God and so I pray for them I have passion for them and they all incite an emotional response in me and some of it is for them but then also it's for the injustice they have served and you know you want to get up and go right okay can I go and call the police on that person and you know like should I make a report over here or you know like oh just let me get my hands on your partner you know like that those sorts of feelings inside come bring them to me I'll talk to them you know like you want to stick up for people and um and and there was some moments I was having some conversations with God about this because some things do weigh really heavily in my heart and I giving it back to God and he said to me I Love those people you want justice against. I love them. And I went, oh yeah, you do love those people too. So we get our biased and we want to just like go, oh no, it's just, it's just these people here, like they, they, they need God. But those other people who have hurt them, they need God too. And it was like when I got this in my heart, I was like, okay, God, I'm like, okay, I've got this. I'll stop judging so harshly. I'll stop judging people so harshly. When I got that, <laughs> then the challenge came. There were some people who walked in my doors who had done some awful things and were telling me about them. Some things that broke my heart, but I had to keep a professional composure some things that I went away and would cry about. And I know that God only brought them to this place that I could talk to them was because I'd said to him, yes, okay, I choose to pray for the people that hurt others as well. I choose to accept them and to not judge them. And I begin to see the goodness that God has for those people and in those people, just, you know, despite what they've done. And it doesn't mean that when they've done those wrong things that they're not going to have natural consequences, consequences around them. That, that, is, that is what happens, right? That's what happened to the Israelites. God said, if you don't listen to me, this is going to happen. War is going to happen. You're going to die here or there's going to be um, famine. There's going to be this disease, you know, and whole people turned around and they, and they followed and they followed him. So there's always consequences, but God loves them. And he said to me those questions, who am I to judge? And would I want to get, this was a big one, would I want to get in the way of God's plan for that person's life? 
would I want to stop what he has for them? That was, you know, it's like, okay, well, no, God, I don't. So it's like how I need to let go of all of those things that I'm holding against people, that I'm judging against people, and I need to pray for them. I need to give them to back to God as well. And so that was, that was where I was confronted by this stuff, and that's why I'm sharing that with you, because um, none of us are perfect. And I'm not saying because I've gone through that, that um, I don't do it. We're all human, right? We still go, like, oh, the first thought, da-da-da-da. I look through situations through my glasses, how could they do that? And then God's like, remember? It's like, I don't want to listen. I've got, I've got it, God, I've got it. I'm not listening. You know, like, <laughs> how many times do we do that? Yeah. But I tell you to love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. So he passionately loves them and sent his son Jesus to die for them. Even closer to home. Back to here in the church, back to those people in your life that you feel maybe don't deserve forgiveness. Are you still holding a grudge? Are you willing to let go and let God do what he needs to do in that person's life? Because while you're holding on to it, can he do that in the same way? Are you still angry? Here are some things that you can hand back over to him. You can give that back to him and he can take that and he can help you through that. And he can help you to love the people who have really hurt you. I know. <laughs> I just, I can, I can feel that. The Holy Spirit there, right there, is saying, he, he hears your hurt and your pain right now where you're sitting. You're sitting in that hurt and that pain. And it's really hard to let go of that. But he loves you passionately. And he loves those around you passionately as well. And if you can get hold of that and you can let go of some of those hurts and you can give that back to God, look, it doesn't mean that what they did didn't hurt you. It doesn't mean that God's not going to look out for you in that situation, that he's not going to protect you, but it does mean that you will be free of that pain that you're holding on to. It means that you will be free. There's like these chains that are bound, you know, around your, around your feet, you know, like the, in, in the old-time jail. So they had the, the chain and the ball and you're walking along. You're taking that grudge with you. You're taking that pain with you wherever you go. And Jesus says, come here, my child. I want to take that from you. I've got you. I've got this. As a church, if our call is 
to go out and to share the gospel with people, to go out and share Jesus with them. My question to you is, are you picking and choosing who that is? Are you choosing who is worthy enough, who is good enough? Or are you going to let God show you the way and to show you who to talk to next? Even when you really don't want to talk to that person. (laughs) Even when they're they're really annoying and you don't want to spend time with them. Is God saying to you, go? Maybe he's not. We still have to go in what the Holy Spirit is asking us to do. And even when we do go, we still may find that um, that person is not nice to us. But if we are obedient in our hearts and we do what God asks us to do, there is always going to be blessing in that. Always going to be blessing in that. So it's not up to us to choose who's acceptable. Because the reality is, is that Jesus... Who did he keep company with? In society at the time, the tax collectors were the lowest of society. They were taking money from people. They were putting money in their pockets. They were, um, you, you know, making the poor poorer. Jesus went and had dinner with them and lunch. He dined with them. He allowed... Um, you know, he, he, he was with prostitutes, not with them. He was in the same room as prostitutes. He, he dined with them. He let, he, let, um, he, he let them wash his feet. He, he loved people who pe- uh, people in society didn't think were lovable or the worst. That is our example, right? You know, how many of us, like, go out there in the workplace or school we're going out to our workplaces and looking at oh, like where's the popular group we still do that right as adults we still go like oh who who are the people who who you know like are the in crowd and I want to be in with them and you know like then I'll be liked because we all want approval hey yeah we all want approval but what is God asking us to do what does he want us to do But in this, in this moment, right, if you are somebody who's sitting here feeling like, oh, like I'm one of those people who has made some really bad mistakes. Like I'm one of those people who has just, you know, can't sometimes live with myself. This is what God says to you. That he loves you passionately he loves you passionately and he has forgiven you for those things just as much as the person who you who you look at who you think is more righteous than you are he loves you so as i'm finishing today you get a shorter sermon than Caleb's right because I'm not as experienced as talking for as long even though you would think that I would be the talker right yeah want you to know that God loves you passionately yeah he delights in your company and your time 
He loves it when you choose to serve him and to love him and honour him. God offers you love and compassion and he will always chase you. He will always chase you when you move away from him. And he does call you. He is calling you to, to, to live a life that honours him. What is he calling you to give up? What is he calling you to say, hey, like come into my presence. This here, my child, is separating you and me. We can't be close because this is in the way. And secondly, he is a God who asks us to love the people around us. To love the people on our not favourites list. Yeah? And he's asking you to lay down your hurt and to forgive so that he can bring you healing. And then to look for opportunities where you can love other people. That you can look at other people and see how God sees them. Not how you see them. Can you put on your God-coloured glasses when you're interacting with people and see them how God sees them? How he loves them? So let's pray together as... and. As I pray, as we pray together, maybe you want to go in your mind, put that person or those people, maybe there's more than one person, there has been in my life more than one person that I've had to give back to God and go, okay, God, I need your help to love that person. They've hurt me. Like I want them out of my life. They've hurt me. (laughs) So let's pray together. As you... As you think of those people in your mind, I want you to to give that up to God. Father, we thank you that you are a God who loves us passionately. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Just open your arms up to him and receive. (laughs) Just receive that from him now. His passionate, undying love for you receive that right now oh we receive your Holy Spirit to come over us Lord and to show us how much you passionately love us how much we deserve your love Lord no matter what we've done no matter where we've been Lord we deserve your love because you sent Jesus your son to die on the cross for us to take those sins away from us Father, that you count our tears, that you count the hairs on our head, that you love us so infinitely. Lord, we receive that from you right now. Jesus. And Father, as we receive that love from you, I ask that you would help us to love other people in our lives, to love the people who have wronged us, to love the people who just seem outright evil. that Jesus, every single day we need you. We need you to show us how to love these people around us. Father, we place them at your feet now. 
Father, keep helping us every single day to come to a place of forgiveness for those people who have hurt us. That, Lord, that we don't need to keep replaying those stories in our, in our heads anymore because we've forgiven and we've let go. Jesus, as we forgive, I ask right now, as the spirit of forgiveness flows through this place, Father, that you would fill people up right now with your Holy Spirit. Fill up that space that hurts right now with your peace and your joy. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Receive from me right now. Thank you, Lord. Jesus. As we sing this next song, I just want to encourage you just to stay there in 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 worship and receiving what he has for you and healing your heart. And if you want prayer for healing or for anything else, anything else, if you haven't received Jesus in your heart and you say, hey, these guys have got something that are like, I want, I want that. I want to know what that's about. Then I'm here to pray for you through anything. If you feel like you just want to get out of your seat and you want to worship at the front, that's, that is okay too. Getting out of our comfort zone and saying, hey God, I'm stepping out. I'm going to do new things for you. There's blessing in that too. Thank you, Father. Facebook.